Today, I have a very special guest. He is my Mexican brother. Hey, man, what's <laughs> up? Not much, man. He's actually not Mexican, but um, he's not. Actually, I am. You are Mexican? I am. Yeah, no, we did the 23andMe thing. Whoa! Yeah, I'm, I'm Mexican. I'm also Jewish, too. Damn. You're, like, everywhere. I'm, yeah, all over the place. Damn. My family couldn't, couldn't keep it in. You know? But Provotakis is Greek. It know? is Greek. It is Greek, yeah. Um... But we're actually not, we're not really that much Greek. I'm more Czech than anything else. Um, you look Czech. Czech. You look like you know how to play soccer. I, uh, not well, <laughs> but I can't. Oh. I played when I was a kid. Oh, we all did. Yeah, I think. Literally one, every kid. One, I, one, I did find some too. Nice. So, what brings you uh, to this part of the woods? Like, what's, what's going on with your life? Tell us a little bit about uh, Voss the actor. Voss the actor. Well, there's many, there's many different uh, variations of Voss. Voss the actor is one of them. But uh, the actor is, uh, I pretty much like came to LA like at the end of 2017 because I was like, well, one, I was going through a breakup, and I think breakups are a huge inspiration for any mm. massive like life change yeah. and all that stuff. That's but, one of the reasons I moved in the first place. Oh, really? Well, the yeah. I moved a while back, but. Um, no, that's that's interesting. It's like you, you saw Lala Land, right? Yes. It's like love is like it seems like love is such a big inspiration in this city. It's like even have a song about it. It's like all we're looking for is love. You know, it's funny you say that because to me, it sounds f like fucked up, but mm. I like the feeling of being brokenhearted. Mm. It kind of like motivates me yeah. to uh, keep on going. Well, that's what they say is like the best art comes from being like. Like in pain. Right? Maybe maybe not even brokenhearted, but like, mm -hmm. you know, ignored or, or, or rejected or yeah. whatever the, the case might be. Mm -hmm. It just feels like you're alive. Does it make you feel like, um, like you have a mountain to climb kind of thing? Like, does it make your ambitions kind of heightened? Yeah. That's what it does for me too. It's, it's like, just like... There's something about someone saying that I'm not good enough that makes me want to show them that I am, you know? And... I can't, well, that's probably more in like my career terms. Like in terms of relationships, I think if someone, if someone like doesn't really go for you. Yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't make anyone like <laughs> fall in love with me. I think, I think all things, all good things happen like naturally. Yeah. So the way I see it is like, you need to sort of like appreciate yourself first and then that's when like the good relationships come. That's when the good anything that's comes, true. you know? Because I've heard it millions of times where people are like, you know, once you like love yourself, yeah. girls or women will take notice yeah. because you're confident, you're not desperate, you're not yeah. oozing that mm -hmm. feeling of like, love me, love me. It's yeah. more like you're just full of confidence 100%. You're just radiating that and people want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's our ultimate goal in, in, in life, to love ourselves yeah. to, to the full capacity that we can. I agree 100%. I think, you know, I've seen, uh, I've thought about it, because I drive a lot for Lyft, so I do nothing but think about, like, <laughs> like shit, because that's all I really can right, do but, um, right. when, I'm, when I'm, like, driving. But, like, I, what I've kind of learned is, like, when you see someone that loves themselves and they have, like, an abundance of, of like, love, not just for themselves, but even for life. You take someone like, do you follow The Rock on Instagram? Of course, that I follow dude, The Rock. He has all the love. Like he's he got, has all the love. He's for got himself. over 120 million lovers. Yeah, exactly. Like sexual lovers. 
Yeah, people yeah. that admire him. Yeah, exactly. he's like the best, dude. He is, and I've noticed that when someone has like an abundance of love to give, it's like maybe like a subconscious thing, but that person has made enough like right choices. Subconsciously, we know that person has made enough right choices in their life to where they're not acting out of a place, like you said, of desperation or a place of lack. Mm -hmm. And thus forth, I just said thus forth. Thus forth. Thus forth, they, we feel like uh, they have like more love for us. Yeah. Because they have a lot of love for themselves. And I think yeah, that's yeah. what draws us to like, those kind of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, that's why those loving people make us feel mm -hmm. so good. You know? and, and I feel one of the big positives of loving yourself is not being uh, like annoyed or bothered or like any any type of like hate towards other people because you don't have time to hate other people or be annoyed or et cetera, et cetera, whatever you want to call it yeah. because you just full on love yourself. Mm -hmm. So you don't like, people who like post negative comments or like say things about other people are normally normally people who have something bothering them inside them that they have to like take it out on other people mm -hmm. to like feel good about themselves yeah and when you feel good about yourself you don't you don't feel like you need to do that yeah so i think we need more loving mm -hmm. on ourselves yeah to, to, i think that's maybe a key to uh make uh, the world a better place definitely yeah, I, were you raised Christian by chance? I was raised as a Catholic man, mm. but not completely. Mm. I was just, you know, taken on like the basic steps. Like I was baptized. We would go to church like uh, once every special day, like occasion, like, you know, uh, Christmas or Easter, but not like regular. So, yeah. so, it so it's like yes, but no. Yes, time. but no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. I was, it was the exact same thing for like, for like our family. Uh, it was we went a lot more like, um, like in the in the in the beginning. No. In the beginning, Genesis. <laughs> um, exactly. Like at that point, like when I was like a little kid, my dad just got ordained as a priest. He was a Russian oh. Orthodox priest. For I've seen like, your dad. He's you, a handsome man. He is a handsome man. He looks like Johnny Depp, but like <laughs> if Johnny Depp pursued a more like monastic life. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so we we went to church a lot when I was younger, but like my parents got divorced. And uh, because of that, like we went with our mom and my mom ended up having like issues with the church. So mm -hmm. we kind of ended up phasing it out right. and just kind of going to different places. But it was... What's interesting is like at a certain point, like I was raised, I, I don't want to generalize. I've seen a lot of really awesome people that are in religions and they're very balanced and they're very spiritually, um, just uh, spiritually fulfilled and, and they're great people, I think. But religion can also attract a lot of people on the, uh, on the more negative scale. Mm -hmm. You know, some people that are maybe more conditional and, and trying to, um, I don't feel some kind of hole with religion mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it kind of jaded me because I, I unfortunately saw a lot of what, a lot of like the negative things that religion can do. Right. And um, it made me have like kind of a disdain for even the idea of Christianity or God or Jesus or any of that stuff. And I'm like, I'm still, I'm not a part of any religion, mm -hmm. though I've been studying spirituality a lot. And mm -hmm. in the recent years, I've actually come, this ties into the whole love thing. Um, I've come to realize that like there was a reason 
why this this these lessons have been kind of taught or they've been people have been trying to teach them to humanity um, because there's a lot of actually very beneficial things that can come mm -hmm. from uh, learning about stories like about you know just or like the basic you know concepts of like Christianity and all mm -hmm. that stuff um, and again I'm not like a Christian or nothing I'm like I I'm just like a very spiritually inclined person yeah yeah um, but just you know you're talking about love and I think like that's that's what makes like the story like and I've read a little bit about it like of like Jesus like really really powerful it's like you had this dude who just wanted to you know teach good to the world and like you know see the best in everyone and, and you know it's it's it has a, as a it has like a weird side to that as well because you know he was also like crucified for trying to like speak the word of God and all that stuff and you see like a lot of people um, that have like a lot of love to give it seems like or have like a higher place spiritually it seems like a lot of people try to like take them down in a, in a weird sense. You know, you take like people like Martin Luther King or or Gandhi, you know, or you know John Lennon. These people that are like preaching the idea of like unity and love mm -hmm. and balance and all that stuff, and somehow um, they're crucified. Yeah, exactly. They 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 they're absolutely crucified. And it's just an interesting concept because it makes you kind of like wonder: Is there ever going to be someone that actually leads the human race to like some some sort of graceful resolve, you know, mm -hmm. that like makes us actually learn to love each other unconditionally, you know. I feel like The Rock is one of those people. He's definitely that person. I think Donald Trump is that person. <laughs> <laughs> in, a, in a negative way to see the positive. Exactly, he's the antichrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, so that's, that's that. I guess we'll find out until he's... <laughs> I just realized you asked, you asked me about acting and we just went <laughs> in the most philosophical fucking direction. Uh, cheers to that. You know, like cheers. Bam. Uh, acting, is, what is acting? Acting? I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Hold on. Hold the mic. Oh, I'm going to leave this jacket on, actually. Yes. Okay. Ladies um, and gentlemen, sorry about that. Very sorry. Um, but if you want to take it off, I could pinch it. Yeah, so you could cool. take off your jacket, and then we could put it on your necklace. You know what? I realize now I look really cool with this jacket on. So I'm just gonna <laughs> probably just going to leave it on. Okay. But thank you. Um, no problem. So what is acting, man? Acting? What's this whole thing about? What's this whole Hollywood, this you know, whole, yeah. stigma, uh, hype thing? Well, it's it's going to be different for everyone. Um, right, right. What acting is for me is sort of like a process in learning how to understand other people. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a good lesson in empathy, and it's also a good lesson in learning to understand myself as well. Right. Um, I have seen in many different situations. Is the mic still working? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. that's good. Um, I've seen in like a lot of different situations that like I usually get cast in roles that are very like synonymous to where I am in the moment mm -hmm. and where I am at that place in my life, which is like so weird. Right. Um, right. Like for example, when I started acting professionally, one of the first like yeah, I mean this uh, it didn't like go off and and get any like commercial release or nothing, but like one of the bigger things that I did was this like really like I guess well put together higher budget like student project mm -hmm. and it had like a 30 person crew, it was like super big. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going through a breakup at the time mm -hmm. and I, it seems to be a thread through my life of mm -hmm. all artistic things, but um, I was going through a breakup and I was playing this character. It was like kind of like this douchey boyfriend um, kind of kind of guy it's like a like not nobody wants kind of 
kind of person and realized like a lot of the things that he was doing mm -hmm. in the relationship, like and saying and acting like was very similar to like how I was in a relationship. And it was like, it was really, really eye opening to like see that. And like, I'm not sure if I could have been given the same sort of lesson in learning about myself mm -hmm. if I had not done that project. Right, right. So it's like every project that I've done has actually taught me more and more. Um, but it's an interesting thing because I'm, I'm getting to the point where I realized like, I don't want to do the same kind of roles over and over again. You right, know? Like right, right. I end up usually getting cast as like this kind of like brooding, dark, <laughs> almost like kind of like sinister right, kind right. of character. I don't know if you've seen like any of my. I saw that film we saw in the in the theater where you're. Yeah. It's like your birthday and your yeah. uncle comes and yeah. he raped you. And yeah. we don't find out till the end, but I kind of yeah. like knew it already. Yeah, because the guy was acting like so rapey. <laughs> like, he was a fantastic actor. His name was um, Noah, uh, uh, what was his name? His name was Noah. Noah. And yeah, Noah. And um, yeah, super, super good actor. He was actually in one of Christopher Nolan's films. He had like a really Whoa. small role in The Batman Begins. Um, he was one of uh, Scarecrow's like cronies. Uh -huh. so, yeah, it was cool. Um, Damn. I know. Yeah, he was he was a great actor. So he went from being a scarecrow uh, henchman to raping. To kids. raping. Yeah, he, he stepped up. <laughs> <laughs> but but um, what was I saying? Um, well, he's yeah. a good actor. Uh, roles that you're given. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I, I realized like I I played I've been playing like the same shade of character over the past few years, and it's also made me see kind of like where I land in terms of like who I am because mm -hmm. I think that I get cast as these roles because there is something like similar to these roles mm -hmm. and um, I want to like make a little bit of a change in like the type of characters I'm playing right. and I don't want to play the same kind of characters over and over again yeah, yeah. so I'm being very like meticulous with the roles I'm being picked actually I just um, I know all opportunities are a good opportunity. I mm -hmm. can totally understand that, but like I, I'm trying to like listen to my gut when it tells me to do something, especially when it comes to something artistic. And I've actually, I've kind of had to like turn down roles because I felt like I was being kind of just seen as the same thing mm -hmm. uh, over and over again. And that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like consistently, my son is going crazy right now. <laughs> no, you're good. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to like see myself as something different and like keep myself evolving as mm -hmm. much as I can uh, as a performer Which is kind of actually why I'm stepping away from acting just for a bit so I can focus on music Ah, yeah. you have a band don't you? I do, I'm starting a band What's it called? The f Black Squares? <laughs> Black Boxes Black Boxes, yeah, I was yeah. close I was Black Quadros Black Quadros yeah. what, what type of music do you uh, play? Um, it's industrial new metal Dust your new metal. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's a thing. If, if you, it's pretty much if you took like Nine Inch Nails and mixed it with Linkin Park. Ah, yeah, I've heard Linkin Park, but I have not heard Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails is kind of like a, you only listen to it if you listen to it kind of thing. It's, uh, it's never really played anywhere. The, I, I feel like the only metal song that I've ever like really, really liked mm -hmm. was uh, Enter Sandman. Do you consider that like heavy metal? Yeah, sure, of course. That's like, that's like, uh, the classic. epitome of, uh, yeah, or like the classic. Yeah, um, I don't. Song? I don't listen to that 
off. The, I mean, obviously, I know uh, I know that song, but um, I, I like I like newer stuff just because like I I've kind of trained my ear to uh, to like hear like really good quality production, and I've kind of conditioned myself, unfortunately, to like yeah, yeah, really yeah. be able to listen to, like well-produced yeah, yeah. stuff. And like oh. the, as time goes on, like we have new resources to like create better quality music. I think. Yeah. Um, not in terms of writing, obviously, that's just up to the artist. Just playing. But like, yeah, just like producing and all that yeah. stuff. Um, so like, I'm always, I'm always listening to like new things, like what's, what's coming out, what's, what's the upcoming oh. kind of thing. Or do you, do you guys like have any shows coming up or anything? Um, well, we actually just started uh, like practicing oh. and like kind of like getting, getting that going. And um, we're getting like a feel of kind of just how the live show is going to go because a lot of this stuff is synth. It's like synthesizer. Mm -hmm. And... It's kind of like the music is set up like rock because we have like live drums, we have live vocals, um, but everything else is synth. So we have like synth basses and, and like these synth kind of like saw um, like things, tracks that kind of sound like guitars, but they're not. And um, you know, for that kind of stuff, you'd need a whole kind of like keyboard setup. But we, mm -hmm. you know, realized like it's probably just easier to have it in the backing track. So right, right now we just have like a bassist, drummer, and myself, and then everything else is just in the backing track. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then as a performer for um, your band, do you incorporate any type of, uh, um, you know, performance from acting, mm -hmm. uh, showmanship, you know, like Freddie Mercury, how he used oh, to yeah. like dress up and whatnot? Yeah. Do you um, do any of that stuff? Or it's more like just music? <clears throat> I think... Um, I think what well, uh, like character work doesn't really doesn't really go. I mean, it can go with music for sure. There's definitely caricatures out there. Um, you know, because because some some uh, lead are you the lead? Uh, yeah, I'm the okay, lead. some some lead singers they tend to, especially during live performances, mm -hmm. they tend to have the spotlight on them, and thus um, sometimes they create like uh, little. Uh, mm -hmm. Characters, you yeah. know, they they start off, you know, real dark, and then the lights go up, and then they mm -hmm. tear off uh, their shirt, and you know, it's kind of like a, a little theater performance as yeah. they're singing. So, do you do any of that, or uh, do you want to do any of that? I would love to do that. I would love to tear my shirt off and stitch. <laughs> Just gotta get a bunch the body of black from. squares everywhere. <laughs> exactly, black abs. Black um, abs. No, I uh, I I love that, and I would love to put on shows someday that are like very big and like almost theatrical right, right, right did you right. ever um do you know probably don't know the band rumstein no so okay so like, yeah they're like they're again it's another band like if you if you know if you know them you know them kind of thing but um uh they're like a german industrial metal i knew band. they were german yeah rumstein. Rumstein. yeah they're uh they've been around since like the 80s and they're oh. still like they're still going pretty hard like they sell out arenas and so they're, they're like the u2 of germany Fucking yeah, actually, like they're actually huge over there, and um, they put on these massive, like, weird shows, and like they actually got kicked out of the U.S. Why? Um, because they did a show, I think, back in like 2006 or something, where they had a lot of profanity in their show. They're they're very like profanity based, like mm -hmm. they're really edgy, and they, um, they they there was an incident that involved. I think like a young underage girl on stage, mm. a dildo, and and like, <laughs> like, like what um, happened? <laughs> I th okay. I think this is this is what I think my brother told me. Um, they 
brought. Okay, I don't because I don't want to. I don't want to miss miss say it. I know it involved a dildo and like milk mixed with powder <laughs> to make it look like jizz. Oh. And I think there's something involving like a 16 year old girl on stage. Oh. Something like that, or they just used the dildo and the milk thing and just did that on stage and made it look really profane. real and profane, and they got kicked out of the U.S. for that. Wow. So they couldn't tour for like 10 years oh. or something in the U.S. They is just that, started touring. Is that the kind of stuff you want to do? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, no, I like, I, but I want to do things that are like provocative, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't want to do things that are... Weird for the sake of weird, you know? I want to do things like, if it's going to be provocative, I want it to be like really like abstract, obscure, like make you feel things kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of things, you know? And I, I have like visuals in my in my head of what that might look like. I, I know for a fact that I would love to have someday like LED screens and mm -hmm. like play very mesmerizing kind of things mm -hmm. on those screens while the music is going. I think that would be so cool. Um, and there's like, there's... There's always, you know, anything is possible as far as I'm concerned. So that could totally be a reality someday. Yeah. But I, I really want to put on like shows that, like like Pink Floyd. Do you ever, you know? Yeah, of course know I know Floyd. Pink Floyd. So I've seen Roger Waters, and anyone who's seen one of his shows knows, like what I'm talking about. They're like he is so he's very politically driven, which I'm not really. I would stay kind of away from, but um, he puts on really, really kind of obscure shows and like he has these screens that play like these really hypnotic kind of crazy mm -hmm. things you know um and I, I i love that you know I, I i like to make people think right. i like to to show people what's in my head because th there are certain truths about life in terms of understanding yourself and understanding what life's about and what's important and what's detrimental you know it's like these truths are so I think important to be confronted with mm -hmm. and they once you start to figure out what your truth is as like an individual you start to like really really create something new for yourself that's right. like that's like super profound and and meaningful and that's what I want to do mm -hmm. for all the fans I'm gonna have someday I really yeah. want to like help them on their path to understanding themselves and understanding the world you know? so so what are your goals uh, as a musician and what are your goals as an actor um, as I think all across the board, what I, I would be happy if I could just make a simple living off of all of it. If I could like create content. Just musical, like live comfortably. Yeah, just I don't even, I'm not even really, I wasn't raised in any kind of opulence or anything like that. I mean like I, you know, I, my mom would sleep on, on the couch while me and my three siblings would share a two-bedroom you know mm -hmm. it's like we lived in, in close to nothing yeah, you know yeah. and we weren't we weren't I don't think like um, desperate from for money or nothing like that but we were raised with a very minimalist kind of setting and like that's kind of what I'm used to mm -hmm. um, you know moving around a lot and doing all that stuff um, I am okay with the least amount so long as I get to make creative and artistic content and put it out there for the world and so long as I can just make a living off of that. Okay. I am totally cool. Um, of course, if there's room for growth, room for expansion, I'll take it because that's yeah. that's what I'm about that's what I'm about to. Um, but um, yeah, I would be completely happy. Okay. Um, just with that. And and one of the final questions I wanted to ask whenever because we all feel down at some point, you know, uh, you know, depressed, uh, sad for whatever. What what is 
one thing that you do to kind of like get over that hump in your in your life? What 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 are some things as an artist? Do you just like create art, or or what's the the process? Um, that's a really good question because a lot of I think a lot of people come to this point. Um, it all comes from the mind first. Yeah, you know. Um, I I only like to create art from a place of like honesty, and mm -hmm. I think that you can have positive honesty and negative honesty. So you're always going to be making quality content from that. Um, but if I ever find myself in like a slump mm -hmm. where I um, where I'm feeling down on myself, I just remind myself that your feelings they're they're really like the weather. Mm -hmm. They come and they go and they'll be sunny, they'll be rainy, and so long as you have this like long-term goal in your head and you keep kind of like that high-flying place of like, I know this is hard right now, mm -hmm. but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that that can get me and anyone through. Yeah. Um, I mean, even to go a little more specifically, I love visualizing you know, mm -hmm. I love visualizing. Even if I'm sad, I like visualizing myself in a place of happiness. Right. And what would that look like? Because yeah, it's all yeah. it's all mental, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. And if you can trick yourself into thinking that everything's okay, then it doesn't even matter if everything's not okay yeah. because you'll you'll feel like everything's yeah. okay. And the reason why I'm asking that uh, is because as as people, we feel emotions all the time. But especially as artists and entrepreneurs, we constantly get that uh, you know that no mm -hmm. that uh, you know most people don't like to hear like no you can't have this part or yeah. no this or no that we're, we're constantly uh, bombarded with more negative than positive mm -hmm. I feel so we constantly have to deal with that mindset of uh, you know you know maybe feeling mm -hmm. sunny one day and then you know rainy the other yeah. but uh, you know I feel like for most artists, that's that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Well, it's how you interpret the no. I've I've never actually viewed a no uh, in any regard as I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I always viewed it as this is not meant to be. Yeah. I think that um, anything that is destined for you will happen. Right. You know. I am. That's why I try not to act from a place of desperation you know in, in really any act of life I try to just really stay balanced and, and, and cool and calm you know um, and I think if, if I if I'm hit with a no yeah um, I see it as more of repelling something than being rejected right you know it's like that thing wouldn't have been perfect for me but it is perfect for someone else and right. that opportunity will make someone else's day Great. And I think about that, and that makes me happy. Nice. Yeah. So my last question to you, yeah. it's a very important question. I feel like if you know the answer to this question, you are that much closer to going uh, or, or reaching, or you're on the right path mm -hmm. uh, to, uh, to reaching your goals. In one sentence, or less, uh, what's less than a sentence? In, in one, one sentence. One word? In one <laughs> sentence. Um, can you tell me what you're trying to accomplish in life? If you don't know the answer, no, that's no, totally no, no, fine. No, I'm I just, it's just like this, um, I don't want to put all the pressure on you. It's just this thing that I read that if you could like 
boil down what you want to do into one sentence when somebody asks you, so what do you do? And you answer with that one um, sentence, then you are that much closer to, to getting where you want to be. If, if you don't know it, that's fine. I, I'm still trying to formulate that sentence myself. So I just want to see, you know, where you at. Three words. You ready? Yeah. Expansion through creation. Perfect. Yeah. That was amazing. Thank you. Expansion through creation. Expansion through yeah. creation. I think um, there's something very universally uh, attractive when you create something. You start to... Um, there's actually, there's a law in nature about it. I, I just learned it and I forgot yeah. what the name is, but it's the idea that something that that is more attracts more. Um, and it happens with stars. Nice. A star will accumulate, um, as, as a star gets bigger, it has a bigger gravitational pull. True. Um, and in that, expansion and creation is kind of like the self-fulfilling thing. Mm -hmm. um, because you, you create more, and as you create more, you have more to create with. Yeah. So it's this ever-evolving thing. Um, and I see, I see life as that. That's the meaning, I think. Yeah. Not to get super deep, <laughs> but no, life, deep is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, life is about expansion. That's yeah. what we've been doing since yeah. the beginning of time. Of course. You know, this conversation. Yeah. Making babies. Making babies. You know, fucking all expansion. That <laughs> yeah, um, but that's 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 the thing. Even this conversation, an exchange of ideas. Yeah. When you create a song, you're expanding, like energy. You're expanding yourself. You're mm -hmm. becoming more. Yeah. And I think that so long as you can keep yourself creating something new, mm -hmm. doesn't matter what it is, mm -hmm. and expanding, um, you will always be on a road to fulfillment and happiness. Right. Always. So. Um, where can people find you on social media? Do you have a website? What are, what are the, the the ways that people can can go and find Vas Provotakis? Provotakis. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram. Uh, my uh, Instagram handle is Vas Provotakis. You're probably going to see it written on the. Yeah, I will probably um, write it down. That's a good idea. Man, <laughs> you should be my manager. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, yeah, it's going to be there. Dude, I can like barely manage myself. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so Vosprovatakis official on Instagram and my band, uh, our Instagram is Black Boxes official. So uh, yeah, feel free to follow. Uh, we are kind of just going to be releasing content as it comes out for the you know for the music. Um, yeah, uh, I would like to make like a music video every month. That's kind of like the, the idea that I have. Is I'm going to challenge myself to make uh, a new single, a new music video every month, maybe Damn. for like a year. That's a good goal right there. Yeah, we'll we'll see how it turns out. Can we uh, can we give the the people what they want? Do you know Do you know what they want? I think uh, everyone wants a good time. Of course, That's but right. not only that. I was talking about that Mexican accent we like to do. <laughs> Since you're Mexican and I'm Mexican, let's do it. it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hey man, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good, man. <laughs> He's like a podcast or something. Hey man, you like my podcast or what? Oh, man. See, 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 see. So uh, thanks for the coffee, man. Oh, of course, brother. Yeah, very good, man. Yeah. Bueno. Cheers. Cheers. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. For we appreciate me. your time. I appreciate it. We, uh, we always love some uh, some vast probotakis. Yeah. Well. And uh, you know, follow him and uh, follow his journey of. Uh, 
creation through expansion to creation. <laughs> really, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It just it's it could be either way. All right. Thank yeah. you for coming, man. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate it. I'm just looking for a